Now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. This, well, this is This Old Marketing, proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And I'm Robert Rosen. Welcome to episode number 397 of our show for Friday, October 13th. Ooh, spooky, Friday the 13th. And with me, as always, as he always is, is my pal, my colleague, and, well, Let's just call it a guy who, unlike Kendall Jenner, doesn't have his own AI chatbot yet. Mr. In the Flesh, Joe Polizzi. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's somebody, while you're doing that opening. Yeah. Because basically how I came out was this, this, this old marketing. We're, yeah. we're no, no. really yeah. working on this because we got yeah, yeah. a whole new intro. This and then, is this all marketing? And then, and then when you read, oh my God, it's Friday the 13th. Like it's, it just hits you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess the question I did see the, the Kendall Jenner yeah. chatbot thing, and I was wondering when we we're gonna see a Robert Rose. But never. The answer is never. Well, no, here so here's yeah, <laughs> I say never. Um and already do, we need to, you probably need to preface because a lot of people probably do not know. Sure. About the whole Billy, it's Billy, right? It's it. Well, it's I guess is yours is Billy, or you are Billy, or yours is Billy. Your yeah, sis? It's, no, it's, it's your meta. sis, Billy. That's the Instagram account. Is your yours sis? Is, yeah, yours Billy. is Billy. Is the no? Is the it's meta your AI. Si it's your sis, Billy. <laughs> not not yours is it's Billy. Your I, always, I was I read that thing four times and I it said yours is Billy. It's bad. I you thought know, this mine is the, was Billy. Yeah. <laughs> this says yours is Billy. Okay. That's right. Your sis Billy. Yeah, your sis AI. That's the AI, yes. And it is so okay. Here's the here's what it is. This is Meta's new. So Meta is going to be introducing a number of chatbots that are video based where the the celebrity actually talks with you and you can chat with it. Their first out the door, apparently, is Kendall Jenner, the very, very popular. Your neighbor. Uh, my, my, in, in, indeed. Uh, actually, I think she lives across. There's there's two big neighborhoods in our city, and I think she lives in the other one. But anyway. Wherever the pretty people live. I digress. Yeah, correct. Um, anyway, so I went and looked at it. Ooh, that is some creepy, creepy shit. I'm just going to tell you. That is just creepy stuff. I, I just, I, it's really weird. Um, it's, okay, and it's, just so I'm clear, because I'm not quite clear on it. You sent me a few articles on this. Yeah. The video where Kendall Jenner is saying that she's your sis, my sis, <laughs> Billy. Right. That's an AI. That's that AI. That's my, that's my and understanding is, is that that's, that's that is an AI. Yeah. That's freaky because you, nobody would know. Nobody. Oh would know. yeah. I could tell. I could, I could. Oh, you could tell. tell. Oh, well, I, I, because you know, it, you're it, neighbors. It's if you're it, not I'm, neighbors, this way. If it's not AI, it, 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 it then she's a robot that I, I'm well, just telling you. 
<laughs> let, let, let's here, let's see if we can we can throw up a picture here. Yeah, share that. Share All you got to do is go to the to, to your sis Billy, not your ziz Billy. There, there it is. It's your sis. There it is. There your it sis. Is. Billy. You can see it on video. You see how that one? Yeah, and yeah, you can you see like if you click on that. If you click on there, you'll you'll see it plays actually. So yeah. Um, oh, you got to log into in. Instagram. Oh no, in. they got me. But anyways, you can see okay. her. You can see her there. But yeah, whatever. that's fantastic. Anyway, it's I. So you asked me if I was going to have my own chatbot. The answer is I no. I'm not going to do my own chatbot. And I actually listened to Professor Galloway, who is doing his own chatbot. Did you go to the Prof, Prof I G's? I have not yet. I I, I did, and I, did I didn't. I didn't listen to it, which I think yeah. you can. But I I typed in. I think I asked him the question, do you really think that this is okay to do, to be to do this? And the, there was like three paragraphs on the paradigms and this and the that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's I, a little weirded out to tell you the yeah. truth. Well, I just, so I don't know if this is breaking news or whatever, but CMI. So, of course, I write for every week for Content Marketing Institute. I write my weekly rose-colored glasses column. And... um they're, they want to test out and have gotten a company to test out uh, reading my blogs, right? So an audio version of my blog posts okay. in my voice. And last week they sent me a sample. They did a, they did a fast sort of fast rendered sample. And there's certainly enough of my voice online to be able to do a, 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 you know, a fairly deep sample, but they took a quick sample. It was, I like I played it with my wife and and she was like oh she goes like I know that's not you but man is that it it's it's scary good it's I will tell you that it is scary good does it sound like this is Robert Rose <laughs> did it sound like that it did not it, it did not <laughs> because did that's because uh, you sound exactly like Elmo yeah well and it did you know this there's some really interesting nuances right where you can tell that it's using some sort of learning model uh, about pronunciation that I don't typically have. Like I retain some of my, you know, I kind of go back and forth in my, you know, the, my, I guess my, my cadence and my pronunciation of words between sort of, you know, I guess what would be considered more proper English versus my, my upbringing in Texas. Like, you know, I say, you know, advertisements, right? I don't say advertisements. And so those little tweaks, you can they sort don't of know uh, yet, but it'll, it'll yeah. learn ultimately. It may, your, I don't know if it will or not, but I'm, I'm highly curious about it. Yeah. I'm wondering if we'll get to a point where I can do the podcast with Robert Rose AI bot. I, you know, we, we should try one of those if, if, depending on how this thing <laughs> goes, we should try, this. we should, it would be very funny to have us having you and I having a conversation Two AI chatbots having oh, a conversation. God. The, the, was, was it, uh, you know, after content marketing world, I went on to marketing across B2B and Drew Davis did his doppelganger digital doppelganger, uh, keynote presentation, yeah, sure. which was yeah. outstanding one, probably maybe the best one I've ever seen him do. And of course, Drew's amazing. Yeah, of course he's um, awesome. But he yeah. has, he has his digital doppelganger is his chat bot called Drew Dini. And up on stage, he's talking <laughs> and Drew Dini's talking, you know, 
just like druid talk and just looks just like but he's got more hair and whatever it was it was fairly impressive but the whole thing about it was is that drew is teaching this chatbot over time how to do things that drew would do so he can save time like how do you write my script for my opening videos and he went through the whole process so now that he's ultimately will save 39 hours a year because drew dini is doing his promo skits versus <laughs> it was it was pretty enlightening to, to tell you the truth it's but we it's, get to that point. yeah yeah it's it's good it's 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 getting very interesting it's getting very interesting i'm a little i was a little i was a little on the fence with it honestly because they were you know cmi very appropriately asked me if what i thought you know whether i would be okay with it um and i was like yeah let's give it a give it a try you know what I mean? As long as we can sort of pull the plug if it gets weird or people are sort of weirded out by it. But, but you know, I mean, I don't know. But it, 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 it's, it is fascinating. It is fascinating well, how good it it is. Now, it's just reading, right? It's just reading my blog post. It's not, it's not actually, you know, we're not actually interacting with it. So it's, I don't know if it's technically a chat bot or it's just a, an AI-generated voice of me. Um, but it's but it is it's just but you can but that's but that's possible to do now and it's, it is it's, it's absolutely really possible to do yeah it's so there's two two cases that are is really interesting to me that has to do with this conversation one is you know the the dating company Bumble did we talk about I do. this last yeah time? We, so we have not I I listened to uh it was a uh, the CEO of Bumble was on the code um, not the code conference and they played it on Pivot podcast so that's how I listened to it yeah and she was talking about how they're they're working their AI to get all the things you love and your passions and favorite things and whatever and they put it they make it into your own chatbot and then your own chatbot can go out on its own and interview the, all these people and you don't have to do it. It's like their premium version. So what happens is, is then your chatbot will talk with all the other chatbots simultaneously. So you could be talking with 2,500 chatbots at the same time, and the chatbot will make its recommendation back to you based on all the conversations they wow. have. Like, this is nuts. That this is, is This is really into her, Joaquin Phoenix, her yeah, territory. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. And then the other thing is, I read this article, and we know this full well. We have a lot of elderly family and friends yes very lonely we're in nursing homes and assisted living and a yep. lot of their family has passed on and and loneliness is it's such a horrible thing that's going on through this community specifically and and my wife especially is very involved in this but i saw this article where they they came up with this lonely bot or companion companion yeah yeah where and it's and i think it's it might be voice activated but it i is. think so Okay, where they basically you can talk with the AI and it keeps you company and it asks you about your day and it shares a lot of this or saves a lot of this information. And I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about all this stuff going forward. I'm very perplexed, but this one seems to be working because the tests that they're doing, they're they're in a much better, they're happier people because they can talk to something and it's not real. How, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, this is just. I think it's version 1.0 of this. And yeah. it looks like there's a use case right there. I think it's fascinating. I, you know, and I have seen experiments here where they're actually doing it with the voice of loved ones. Now there's an argument to be made on both sides of that, right? Where, 
you don't want to have it be the voice of a loved one because it is sort of not actually them. But on the other side of it, it is that they would, it, it's especially for those that are dealing with uh, Alzheimer's and memory loss, it can be very comforting, right? And yes. even that voice can be very comforting. And, it, and you, you get to the question of, does it matter? Right? Does it matter that it's not real? If it makes them feel better, if it makes them feel calmer, if it helps, then it does. It does it matter that it's not real? I I don't think it does. I think but. I've heard you do that presentation before. Whether is it real or is it true? It does it matter? Yeah, a long time ago, my friend. Thank you for remembering that. Yeah, that, that was, was many workshops. I listened yeah. to that, and I was always like, "Yeah, I think he might be right." Now you might yeah. be right about this one. I. <laughs> Yeah, no one, no one can deny that that this thing is going to change a lot of things, especially in in marketing. But it's funny how these use cases are just just moving around. Um, yeah, I do want to mention before we yes. go on. Yes, that we we're not talking many, about football. We're not this week. No, we're we just, don't have to talk about football. Either both zero of our football teams. this week. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to talk about yeah. football. I was yeah. going to say that you were asked for a lot at Marketing Cross B two B because we had a lot of our fans for some Aww. reason were heavy. A lot of B2B marketers listen to this show, and we had a lot of our fans asking about where you were and how they love the show and how they listen to it, even though they was don't your, like the first 10 minutes of our podcast because right. of the sports thing. Was your was your answer he didn't fill out the form? I was exactly right. I told him. I said <laughs> he can't just have everything spoon-fed for him. That's true. Sometimes he has a to good do point. a little bit. Yes. You have to give, like in a relationship, you know? You have, yeah. You have to listen sometimes before yeah. you, you just that talk. That is a fair so. enough. Fair point. <laughs> fair point. Anyway, and the event yes, you saw, were... I saw online, I saw online that the event looked lovely. It looked wonderful. I loved the Barbie reference. I loved all the, the Ann's um, opening keynote on Barbie. Yeah. It was really good. Everybody was wearing wearing the pink and it was yeah. Uh, and then cool. and then Drew. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and more than you know how these conferences are. Most of the it's it's like there were probably 20 people that you and I are friends with that spoke at that same conference 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. we are always yeah. sort of, and it, it was a little bit like homecoming going into the speaker lounge and like, Hey, Melody Diesel. Hey, yeah, Jay right. Kunzo's yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, there's Chris Penn. You know, yeah. It's just, it's kind of, kind of interesting, but there, but there was no, Hey, Robert Rose, <laughs> because you didn't, <laughs> Maybe because we could do something about the, the form. podcast there next year. Maybe we hashtag can. he didn't fill out the form. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no football talk. No football talk. We're going to move right into it's our get really show. bad for the broads this weekend. Yeah. Oh my god. But all right. just ouch. All I have to say is hashtag ouch. That's what, the thing is, is that you got shellacked by San Francisco, and the the Cowboys are ten times better team than the Browns. And that's who you play this week. So and yeah. we play the we play San Francisco. Yeah. So we're, right. we're but we're gonna go anyway. We're, we're gonna, gonna have a, we're gonna have a happy show here. We're not gonna we talk are. about football at all um, because it's all coming up for us. Uh, and we do have an awesome show. We do have an awesome show here. We're gonna talk a little bit about social media uh, and how it may be. Well, it may be dying, uh, or it may not be dying, or it may just be changing. It's an interesting way to uh to think about that then we'll sort of drill into a little bit about x uh x has been in the news all this week um they've been ripping headlines out of posts uh they've been rolling out a new ad format that can't be blocked um they have uh, you know elon musk has been well let's just say being elon 
Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with X and how that might actually be a part of one of the reasons that social media is on its decline. Then we can't get away from football all the time. We are going to talk about the phenomenon uh, that seems to be Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the NFL, and interestingly enough, some of the marketing that may or may not be happening behind the scenes here about is all it of real those or is of it things. true? Is that exactly right? Oh my exactly god, this is right. so crazy! This is yeah. marketing in the future. That's right. We just don't know what's true. We don't know nuts, what's though. true. Okay, That's exactly. It. It's a very exciting show. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's wait, a, wait, did I cut you off? Is nope. there anything else we're covering? There is. We yes, our and we have our rants and raves, of course, where I will actually follow up a little bit. There was a great article in the Hollywood reporter that basically would now that the uh, writer strike is settled uh, and the actor strike actually is collapsing. It feels um, the negotiations anyway, with like, if there's a big what's next, wonderful article in the Hollywood reporter Good. about that. That's and I'll the talk one you, you wanted that. that you asked for that last week. I did. And now and you get it. That's there great. it is. There it is. It just yeah. took them a while. Uh, and then you're going to talk about the new movie, Dumb Money, um, and maybe the soundtrack with that. And of course, yep. then uh, Eddie Bauer, and I'm assuming it, the Eddie Bauer discussion is about their change from cursive to block letters yes. of their logo. Yes, we're just going to mention it. I think yep. it's important. It's newsworthy. Exactly. So, there we go. Exactly. Okay. So there we go. That's yeah. so a, a chock-a-block full show as it were and let's get to our first story here and let's talk about it which is social media and where it happens to be today so the main sort of backbone story although there's a lot of different uh news articles on this is coming to us courtesy of axios uh which says social media traffic to top news sites craters uh facebook and x referrals to top news sites have just gone down so very much the article says website business models that depend on clicks from social media are now broken. Um, regulatory pressure, free speech concerns have pushed these tech giants to abandon efforts to elevate quality information, leaving the public more susceptible to misinformation ahead of the 2024 election. Meanwhile, News companies are scrambling to find business solutions while simultaneously fighting to protect their work in the era of AI. While the news industry has known this day would come, many are still unprepared. And just the graph is just remarkable here. Yeah, this is, um, I got showing the graph yeah, right now. Yeah, it, basically, it's you know, it, it's gone down to twenty percent in one case, and and maybe you know, sort of a third in the other case uh, with regard to. Uh, uh, I guess it's um, uh, X uh, or X, X Twitter. And Facebook traffic have, have gone yeah. into the dumpers. But a, it's more, but saying. you know, there, there's others, you know, because both you and I posted this week on this sort of, you called it a movement. There's something actually happening under the covers here. I think there's a broader trend happening under the, under the ocean here. I think it's a little hard to tell exactly what's going on, but this isn't just news. This is well, really social Sites. media you know we talked about it a little bit last show when we talked about content marketing world and just the the crickets that are now happening you know where there used to be hundreds thousands of tweets during a during an event now if you get 10 or 20 you're you're you know you're 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 resonating and it's it just seems like and there's other research by the way that's pointing to the fact that organic posting sort of short posts on facebook are down Short posting on Instagram is down. Um, we know that short posting now on X is down. It just seems like the gap between content creators and content consumers is widening on these. And so 
the, I make a point in my article this week on CMI is that I wonder if social media is just becoming media, right? Where it's just, I think that's, yeah, you, you know, that's, that's the thing. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. It's funny. Cause I just, I wrote the forward for Katie Brinkley has a new social media, great new social media book coming out. Uh, we're publishing through, through tilt publishing. And I basically talked about this whole thing where social media has changed and we must change our social media strategy because it, engagement um, is not part of it seemingly anymore it's, yeah you have and, and we see this we talk about this with tiktok you have people that aren't doing anything but just viewing stuff on tiktok it's like instead of watching a two-hour movie on netflix i'm just oh i'm just gonna go and and watch tiktok for two hours and i'm not yep. necessarily engaging or communicating or building relationships at all so i think that yeah the the article talks about facebook and x but I, you could probably say similar things for for linkedin and youtube and where it's just consumerism at its height. And that's, that's what we're going to see. And I think it, it does. It's not just that, right. It's like any, none of these sites want to send traffic to your site anymore, right? They want to keep exactly it all right. for themselves. That's the business models that they've created. So they do not want you to put in a link. They're not going to, to show that algorithm is not going to benefit anybody that has a link goes off site. Yeah, and it it's been dying for a long time, but now it's just almost gone. And then you have the same thing with search engines as well. I mean, the search is changing, where search seems to be modifying into you know some search content and some AI driven Bard type stuff. Where will we even be going out? They're just taking our information, putting it through some kind of uh, in ingredients, <laughs> adding in a little bit of spice. And they come out with an answer and we have to, as marketers and content people, that we have to change our behaviors and really focus on, look, they're, they're not going to help us anymore. We need to focus on our email. We need to focus on our robust websites. We need to focus on proprietary content, big, big content so that it's shared and talked about so that AI actually reports on some of this stuff when people ask for it. So it's, it's, just, it's somebody, it's funny, uh, I don't know who. Well, Mark Tennant sent me an email. Friend, friend of the podcast. Yeah, sent me an email the other day, and he said, he said I typed into Bard. He uses Bard, so yeah, okay, we forgive yeah. you, Mark. <laughs> but he goes goes through and says, who are the top content marketing influencers in 2023? And I think you know, I was on there. You were on there. Uh, Ann Hanley was on there. A couple other people. But he's like, just wanted you to know. And I'm like, that. If you don't have substantial pieces of what you would call pillar content that people are sharing, you're not going to be found anymore Yeah, because the results will not show you as an expert unless you prove that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I don't really know what to do about all this, but we just have to realize that it's been changing for a while, but it's almost like it's, it's really come to the end of what we knew as social media. Yeah. I mean, the point I make in my, in my piece is that it's what we can clearly see in the data is that people want to be social um, because what we can see is in, in-person events are back in a big way. Yeah. Most, most of the marketing events that I'm seeing are back at least to mostly pre-pandemic levels, if not even going a little above pre-pandemic levels. We can see digital events, though, not slowing down either. The number of digital events that are happening are still growing and marketers are still using them. CMI's own research saw that, you know, digital events were the best 
results producers in the last 12 months and only continuing to grow. So it's not that they don't want to be with other people. It's not that people don't want to be social. It's just for some reason we are, when it comes to social media, we are really, I mean, I even notice it in my own behavior, right? So on LinkedIn, like I'm hardly posting at all to X anymore. Like I literally only maintain my X account just to sort of maintain to, you know, to see what's going on. Exactly. Just to, on the same, you know, yeah, LinkedIn is probably the place I post the most, certainly the place that I interact the most and make comments and stuff like that. Cause that's about business. And then my Facebook, and this is the real, the real one where I used to post quite a bit. I used to post quite a bit on Facebook, you know, records and photos and, you know, what I'm watching, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I just find I'm not anymore. I'm just not, I'm mostly consuming. I like it because I see my friends content, you know, and I, there's jokes that go back and forth and there's sort of inside baseball memes that we pass back and forth, but I'm not, I'm way more of a content consumer these days on social media than I am a content creator. And so it's just fascinating to me to see as marketers, we need to create these social experiences, but now we have to do it on our owned media platforms. And I think that's the, that's the really interesting trend for us to think about as content creators, as marketers, is where can we create these social community-oriented audience co-creating level experiences? And that becomes the new, that becomes our new strategy, right? Yeah, it's interesting in the, you know, when I started to get into the creator economy thing in 2000, you know, 2020, 2021, I was like trying to look at the business models of the content entrepreneurs that were doing this. And almost everyone that was very vibrant had these cohorts. Yeah. Then they had these groups of 20 to 50 people that would get together on a regular basis. And there's a lot of that going on in our, you know, that's right. It's in content marketing or marketing yep. in general meetups. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's happening a lot versus where we used to, you know, I could used to look at the stream and Twitter and I had my people that I would follow and I could now half of those people aren't even posting like you. That's right. Like we don't post anymore. And then I see. I see stuff that I would have never expected to see on X anymore. I don't even know what I'm looking. It's like they forgot who I was. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just seeing a bunch of junk and God. I. (laughs) God, I think I, I I don't want to get too explicit here, but I was on Facebook and there was one, there's one of these ads that popped up about being able to shave your whole head. <laughs> and it, it looked like, uh, I don't know, uh, some kind of massager or something that you okay. put in. It just all like right, rips then. the hair right off. And okay. I clicked on it and now that's all I see. Sure. It's like hair oh, removal yeah. everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Like this is nuts. Yeah. It's like every all the all my past behavior went away because I just most recently clicked on that one thing. Yeah. I I know the feeling, my friend. Yeah. I I know the feeling. I uh, so you yeah. clicked on the hair removal thing too. I did not. See? No, no, I don't have that problem. Um, but um <laughs> I yeah, but just other other kinds of ads let's just say yeah i mean you just i mean you you make the mistake of either accidentally clicking and then you're like ah and now oh, it's all I your know. feed is filled with that or or whatever well okay so speaking of clicking uh speaking yes. of <laughs> of ads we should probably take this opportunity just to pay a couple of bills daddy needs a new pizza so um, <laughs> let's uh let's, let's pay a couple uh, of bills shall we tape. yeah, yeah. 
you know, here at This Old Marketing, we like our football and football metaphors. And something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made, and in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub, to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list all in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success. That means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales teams on the fast track to winning Q4 with Sales Hub. You can learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. Let me tell you about a podcast that I think you're really going to love. It's called Marketing Made Simple, and it's hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson, and of course brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Now, Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips, and it's going to make your marketing easy, and more importantly, well, it's going to make it work. For example, on one of the more recent episodes I listened to, I love that they talk about specific things that you can do in the fourth quarter to make your marketing work. I mean, we all know that the fourth quarter is where things get, well, let's just say interesting, right? But they focused this episode on some practical things that you can do to make the fourth quarter fantastic. Just a great podcast. And you can, of course, listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. So go try it out, won't you? It's Marketing Made Simple. Let me tell you about StreamYard. Yes, StreamYard. It's the easiest way to create content, and it's right in your browser. You can multi-stream to your social media platforms, host a weekly show with special guests, create webinars, record podcasts with local recordings, create videos, and so much more. I mean, you might even start a show with your friend, and 10 years later, here you are still doing the same darn thing. That's right, StreamYard makes it simple to get professional and polished content every single time. Joe and I have been using StreamYard for this old marketing and the YouTube channel, as well as live streaming to LinkedIn. We never knew how easy it could actually be. Just go to StreamYard.com slash The Tilt and receive a lifetime, that's right, a lifetime discount. That, uh, there you go. I was there grooving. I was grooving to that last. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm trying to pick <laughs> songs that are actually a little bit entertaining. So, so be, just so everyone knows, while those are running, Robert and I can see each other, but yeah. we can't talk to each other. So, right. <laughs> then that last one, I was, I was fine. You were grooving. Yeah. I was really fine with that. I almost spun the chair over. I was uh, you, so elated by by. Trying I hope best. everyone didn't like tune out after. Maybe we should break those up next time. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
It, I like how you did. You did a good job on those. those oh, thank are, you. It, thank I think you. it's better. It's, Let's I think hope it's, the sponsors it's appreciate the extra effort that we put into. That was a lot of. It's a lot of extra effort. All right. Oh. Yeah. What else? We, what's, okay. what's well, next? We're going to move on now to our next story, which of course is about X. And there's just a lot of stuff about X in the news this week. So maybe the biggest one is, and we talked, we just briefly talked about it a little bit, which is uh, Elon has decided to take the headlines out of posts and says that long form content is better on Twitter or X or whatever it is. Um, the courtesy, or excuse me, this, this the story we'll link to uh, comes courtesy of a couple of places. We've got an Axios story uh, here, which is really speaking to the idea of the long form uh, long form content and not pulling the headlines out. But it basically says, look, e- Elon on Tuesday told users of X, formerly Twitter. I, and by the way, that just I, I I'm just. I, I can't. Why are people just? Why, why do people feel the need? Uh, do they really not think that we're going to get that it's the formerly? Twi- I mean, it, it, so- it needs to. St- and here's the thing: every major news media, every out there one of them, does. Yeah. This is how we say it: we say X, X formerly formerly Twitter. Twitter. It's been a month. It's it's time. It, it's time which is just on. it's it's fascinating to me because it's got to be dry. I mean, I don't know that there's any marketing people left at Twitter, but but. It's got to be driving them crazy. Um, anyway, uh, they no, said there, that the best no marketing people left. So no, that's true. It's fine. Basically, they say the best thing to do to get in order to get engagement on X is to post long form content. Links don't get as much attention. Uh, this basically is that big brands, news companies have long relied on posting links to social media sites in order to build traffic of their own, and basically they are S O L as the technical term uh, would have you, but also. Uh, we should say that there's a new ad format that now can't be blocked. And this is an article that comes to us courtesy of Mashable, actually, uh, basically saying that uh, the so again, X, the Elon Musk owned platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, has begun serving its users with a weird new ad format. And it's one of the company's least transparent products yet. The rollout of these ads also provides the public with a hint regarding just how much the company is struggling to attract advertisers. Multiple ex-users have reached out to Mashable over the past few days, reports seeing a new type of ad in their For You feed that they've not previously come across. These new ads don't allow users to like or retweet the ad post, and in fact, the new ad format doesn't even disclose who is behind the ad or if it is even an advertisement at all. Uh, Mashable has confirmed that this ad format with numerous users are from across X have seen a variety of different ads running with this bizarre new format that just consists of written copy text, a photo and a fake avatar that's sole purpose is to make the ad look like an organically created tweet. Um, fascinating here, all the things going on with X. And one thing we didn't mention at the top of the show is that Linda Yaccarino, uh, Yaccarino. has tapped out of doing any more conferences after, uh, I'm yeah, sure it was that. us. I'm sure it was our coverage of her of her poor performance there. I think it was. Absolutely. Basically, yeah. she has now made the very smart decision to go, yeah, I'm tapping out. Um, so what's going on here? I mean, is this are we finally seeing the gasps of X sort of go, this is it? This is, you know, this we're we're it's done, or is this them just throwing as much spaghetti against the wall to see if anything is gonna st- stick i mean well the the so first of all the link stuff we knew this is not this is this that's the same with every other site it's just more it's, uh, so they're they're a little bit more apparent that they're sure. going to say hey forget it um the 
The well, the link is still there. The link is still there. You can yes. click on the image. You just don't get the – what it does is it doesn't pull in – automatically pull in the headline anymore from the URL. Like when you paste the URL, what happens is you get the featured image, but you don't get the headline. So you can still click through. That You're not going to get the reach, obviously, apparently, according to Elon. Yes. But they now read out the text of the headline so that you either have to write your own headline or you have to explain what it is people are going to do. And it's and some of the things look hideous because it's picking yeah. up all kind of metadata, and you're like, what What is this? Right. So they're just. So, anyways, if you're going to use X, formerly Twitter, <laughs> I need to put that out there. You 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 cannot. You should not be linking to things because it's not going to get any traction at all. Whether it presents itself or not, you're not yeah. going to get traction with it. So that's the one thing. The other thing is. On the ad side, I looked at that and I'm like, wow, that's really innovative and completely against every advertising law yeah, that's exactly on the right. planet. That's like, right. You, he is basically throwing the middle finger up at anyone who's sent yep. any kind of online advertising standards for years. So I was like, wow, you, know, you got to give him credit. He just continues to do things that you know shouldn't be allowable to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, at some point, I think, I mean, if this becomes a... You know, I mean, I think if it's just a test and it sort of stays a test, you'll you you won't hear much about it. But if this becomes a thing, I have to imagine the FTC would come after that because that's just it's not kosher. I mean, you're just not you're not allowed to do that, right? You just like not let people know how to you know how to figure out who the ad is from until you actually click through. So my my 2024 prediction is that uh, Twitter declares bankruptcy protection. You know, I, I don't think that's true. I, 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 I think, I think he's going to just continue to fund it. I, I my, my. Well, with Tesla, think, with Tesla continuing to go up, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's just chump change, right? He him. can just look. He can. He can. He, they, you know, if the banks decide that they're tapping out, right? The banks are going to decide. At some point, I have to imagine they're going to take a couple times on the dollar, seventy cents on the dollar, or something like that. It's, you know, sixty, you're seventy. We're going to get seventy cents on the dollar. You'd maybe like you to get on the debt. On the well, here's the thing, though. What you have to believe is that you're that he's going to continue to pay, right? Which that's the thing I think is pretty, pretty well set. I, I have to imagine that he's going to continue to pay. You mean he's going to continue to pay like he adheres to regardless internet advertising guidelines? You mean correct. That kind of thing. Okay. Correct. You know. So, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I do think he will continue to pay. I think, I think he's his ego at this point and his wealth at this point gives him a gives him a, a an ability or and and certainly he's shown a willingness to if the banks tap out, he can either buy the debt. Um, or somebody else might buy the debt, and he just continues to pay against whatever the whatever the new the new number is, um, and is you know it, they don't have like you said very well last week, right? They don't have to make money, right? That 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 company doesn't have to make money. It's a small company for him, and it's it doesn't it it his you know it's it, it's existential threat is not whether or not it makes enough revenue um they just he just has to fund it and, right so it can I, be literally I, a toy for him you're right and and i i mean i think we talked about it months ago remember when he purchased it actually i thought he was headed toward x being a payments application sure coming yeah. back to his, you know back to the paypal days 
but I haven't seen anything related to that happening. So, yeah, knows? I'm yeah. more interested that we drove Linda Yaccarino away Absolutely. from 100%. any other public events. Actually, yeah. it's funny. I think Elon uh, tweeted at uh, Kara Swisher, who runs the code conference, that she got, you know, I think he, he called her the devil. Yeah, he did. Not, it's a, so she's a seething, nice. a seething source of e evil, evil or a seething source evil. of evil. That's right. Yeah. It's not the devil. A seething a source of hate. Of, yeah. Of evil. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Linda, formal invitation. You can come to <laughs> you can come to CEX 24 in Cleveland, May 5th or 9th. I will give you a really good spot. I'll be very nice to you because yes. I feel bad. I feel bad that you're in this situation. No one deserves this. We're going to bring you on. Wow, I don't, I just don't feel bad for her at all. I just, I cannot feel bad for her. These are just, I mean, if she didn't know that this was exactly what was going to happen. I mean, look, I you admire. Mean like the coach of the cow, you mean like the coach of the Cowboys last week? There it is. <laughs> oh, see what you did? I, yeah. I'm okay. sorry. I have no room to say anything. We don't even have a quarterback right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna, we're just gonna back that up a little bit. Exactly. Um, Let's go back. And, and you were yeah. saying, as I was saying, yes, with Linda, Linda, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've lost my point. I you, you completely, you completely, yeah, so basically, yeah, yes, she. Okay. I don't feel bad for her. I don't feel bad for her. if she did not know what she was getting into when she entered into this whole adventure. You know, look, if if she is basically saying. I'm going to stick it out because for the money, for the reputation, for the whatever it is that is keeping her motivated to stay there. Um, again, as I said last week, that's on her. Yeah. And so I can't feel bad for her because every like everybody said this was exactly what was going to happen. It wasn't like, oh, this is so surprising that she's being caught unawares by what a, you know, what a jerk you know, Elon is being, do you it's think like, she no, no, regret? No. Okay. I know you need to move on, but do you think she regrets yeah. her decision? No, I don't actually think she, she does. I think she's she really well I, known now. Yeah. I think she's smart enough to have realized before going in that this was what was going to happen. Um, and I, now did she overestimate her ability to position things? Probably I, that's, that's, you know, I have no intimate knowledge of that at all, but it's, it feels like she felt like she could control things a little more than she has. Um, you know, and, and she said, look, I'm going to, I know I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm going to get pelted with stones and sticks and virtual, you know, fruit from the, from the audience. And I'm going to deal with that. And it's going to be okay because I can control this for a certain amount of time do what I can do to move the needle on Twitter and, and turn it around and then, and then fade off and, and go do something, yeah. go do, you know, go do a big job. Right. Yeah. Um, not, not unlike maybe a Melissa Mayer, you know, when, when a, you know, from Google and went to Yahoo and did that whole thing. But, um, I just think that I, I, you know, I just think it's, it's gotten out of control now. It's just out of control. Linda, you can come to yeah. CEX in Cleveland. There it is. We'd love to, we'd love to have you and we won't be mean. No, you. no, no, there's no reason mean. to be mean. There's you no want you can you get Robert will interview you. <laughs> It'll go, but you, you have to wear your couch pants. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Love, <laughs> All right. Remember the couch pants? I, I do. Just, I was just looking at them. 
is look do. at the couch pants. Those are you just can't get those. They're, those are some kind of leathery material. That I'm going to guess it's brown. real leather. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's real. But the glasses leather. are wonderful too. It's got like like Drew Davis glasses on. Yeah, well, that's the thing these days, right? You know, bold glasses are like a fashion choice these I days. I can't rock the glasses. I just, yeah, it's just not me. All right, Anyways. let's move along to a fun story. This is a this is really fun for us to talk about because it combines so many wonderful things that we care about: marketing and content and media and and and, and of course uh, <clears throat> football. Um, so the story here is com- comes to us courtesy of QZ.com. Um, which basically says that Ryan Reynolds, so there's a lot to unpack here. Ryan Reynolds knew Taylor Swift was the key to a State Farm marketing stunt. So for those of you who don't know, Taylor Swift, the um, amazing, huge, you know, very, very popular singer, has been dating, then put that in rock and roll quotes for a moment, Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it has made those games that, Travis Kelsey plays in go viral because Taylor shows up at the games. And now Swift fans all over the world are feeding and, and, and attending. So that this last game, basically Travis Kelsey's mom was at the game. And basically as the article points out, state farm insurance is cashing in on the buzz around pop star Taylor Swift's and Kansas city chiefs tight ends rumored romance, all thanks to Ryan Reynolds marketing company, maximum effort. So at the October 1st NFL matchup between the Eagles and the Washington commanders, separate game, Travis Kelsey, nowhere to be seen. Although Travis Kelsey's brother uh, is place for the Eagles. So their mom, both of you know their brothers, so their mom was actually at the Eagles game. And so at the Eagles game, like they're doing with Travis and Taylor, you know, when they go up to the box and they go, oh, Travis, Taylor Swift is here. They actually did the same thing to uh, the Kelsey's mother and who was sitting next to her, but the Jake from State Farm, the sort of mascot TV mascot from, from State Farm. Yeah. So basically, this is... Ryan Reynolds either leveraging the wonderful viral organic thing that's happened with Travis and Taylor and sort of applying it to knowing that they would get coverage of Travis Kelsey's mom at the Eagles game and see State Farm there and get all kinds of coverage and talk and, you know, sharing and virality or the entire thing. And this is the interesting conspiracy theory that I want to ask you about. The entire thing, including Travis and Taylor Swift's relationship, is actually driven by Ryan Reynolds and his company, Maximum Effort. And all of this is a very well-orchestrated marketing campaign for multiple clients. So what do you think about all that? So the uh, I, I agree. I, I think that the, the Ryan Reynolds involvement in State Farm and the whole thing, and by the way, it's amazing that, that the... Kelsey's mom goes to both games on a Sunday whenever she can. She gets the jet to fly. I mean, it's yeah, it's fairly yeah. amazing that she does that. Yes, it's a great marketing stunt. I mean, you've got a you've got a finite period of time where you can take advantage of this. Probably by next week, it's old news. But right now, now the question you ask is: Is Ryan Reynolds putting together Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Right. That's what you're asking me. That's the that's, conspiracy that is the theory answer. that you want me yes. to buy into. 
That well, I'm not sure I need you to buy into it because, and by the way, it's not my conspiracy theory. It's one that's running around the internet a bit right now. So I didn't make it up. It's not my or- origination. I'm just, I'm just reporting. I'm reporting what I see, my friend. Um, I would like to think that the relationship stands on its own merits. Yeah, but I am, I am wise to the ways of marketing, sir. <laughs> and I know and I know that this has been done before and it could be it could be a possibility uh a little shim sham uh, a little flim flam a little shim sham a little flim flam yeah. that uh, that Ryan's been playing I don't think so but uh I wouldn't put it past uh what the kinds of of marketing campaigns that Ryan likes to be a part of he probably loved the challenge and I'm an I hear, but I, the more I think Kelsey would be absolutely up to it. I don't think Taylor would. Well, that's I don't the, think she's up there. She, I mean, I don't think she, she's well, got. She doesn't her. need the publicity, right? She does. The, the, absolutely, this is this would be her either getting paid or she doesn't you know, need the money. She does. She definitely doesn't need the money, and she doesn't need the fame. I mean, there's there's a wonderful meme going around on social media right now where, uh, basically. Swift fans are asking their male counterparts, right? Whether it's their husbands or boyfriends or, you know, friends or whatever, like, you know, do you think that, you know, basically it's really good for this uh, Travis Kelsey guy that uh, Taylor Swift is, <laughs> uh, you know, raising his profile and which is, and the reactions from men are like, what are you kidding me? He's like one of the best, you know, best and most famous tight ends in football. And it's like, it's very, it's a very funny, and, but now he's one around. of the more famous celebrities out there. Hello. Right. Wow. I mean, he's, he you know, and top by the way, definitely has designs on getting into show business. I mean, there is, there is zero doubt in my mind that Travis Kelsey has the every, amount. his agent, is yeah. amazing and rich because he's in every other commercial. Yes. It's really him and whoever whoever represents him and the Mannings. <laughs> I'm like, yes. come on. Yeah. They are everywhere. It's that's right. It's kind of it's kind of nuts. But yeah, I think that the most important thing to Taylor Swift is her character. Yeah. And anything well, that, that would that would hurt that they she would not want to be a part of. So here's here's why I buy the story. Okay. Um, here's why I buy the story. So remember that uh, ta- one of Taylor Swift's really good friends is Blake Lively, and of course Blake Lively is Ryan Very, Reynolds. So Ryan is Ryan, you know, yes. wonderful, wonderful, lovely wife. Two, uh, two and very so- ugly people. Yeah, exactly. Very ugly people. Oh my gosh. You know, I have mad crush on Blake Lively for so long. Anyway, I have mad crush on Ryan Reynolds. So. Well, that that too. I mean, <laughs> totally. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But we digress. Yes. Um, so I buy the idea that Ryan Reynolds and Maximum Effort want to raise the profile of Travis Kelsey for his eventually eventual foray into show business leveraging basically a marketing benefit for the NFL, because by the way, the sales of his Jersey, the sales of tickets, the sales, the ratings on Kansas city chiefs game, everything's going through the roof now because Taylor Swift fans are actually tuning in and it's reaching a new demographic into the NFL, which is the NFL desperately wants. And the sort of machinations around that, in other words, state farm gets a little love, you know, I'm sure there will be other, brands that get a little bit of love through all of this and leverage all of that. 
I could very well see Taylor playing along with this. There's no reason for her not to play along with this. Um, and so I, I, I kind of buy it. I kind of buy it. I, the only thing that prevents me from buying it a hundred percent is that I don't understand what Taylor gets out of it. Right. I, that's that's the, it. There's yeah. no upside for Taylor. There's right. no upside unless she she really wants to do a favor for Travis Kelsey. That's right. That's it. I, That's it. There, there's nothing. It's not. You know. I tell the. I totally. I agree with your take on there's something much bigger for Travis Kelsey, but there's no way that Taylor's playing along. That's just, right. And it could be that it's an organic relationship between the two of them, and that Ryan Reynolds is using that as a, That's what as, I a think as a mechanism, right? You know, so both things I guess could be true. Is that it, if, if we look at it that way, love can happen. Robert, I know There's, sometimes you don't believe that, but love this is love real. Celebrity love is romance. real. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Love. The love boat. All right. You anyway. got a whole nother verse there. You can't go right into the. Yeah, oh, I know. Whatever. I know. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. All right. Let's Good. get to our rants and raves section, shall we? Where Joe and I go off on a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave that makes us feel like, oh, I don't know, like we're Kendall Jenner. Uh, in a chat AI bot, or we're feeling like we're actually in person and smiling and laughing and all that sort of thing. So uh, you want to go first or shall I go first? Mine is relatively quick, but uh, if you want to go, go first, I, I, you, I, I would like to hear your take okay. on what, what has happened. So this is really, I get, this is really short. Um, basically, as you all know, who've listened to the show, I'm following along with the writers and the actors and the striking and the, the business and have been pretty closely following along the entire way. And there's a wonderful article. And of course, we'll link to it in the, in the show notes in the Hollywood reporter uh, this week, which basically says, now what? Right now, what? And the article basically starts by saying the five crises confronting a post-strike Hollywood, and they're really looking at this as a post-strike. In other words, post both writers and actors here. And by the way, as we literally go to record this week's show, the actors' negotiations with the producers have completely collapsed. And I think. This is, and again, I don't have any intimate knowledge here, but my guess is, is that it's just, again, the streaming residuals. I think the actors basically went, you know what, let the actors try and negotiate for this because we're done and we want to be, you know, we want to get what we got. And I think the actors are sort of sticking on this thing. And I think it's, if it, if they continue to stick, I do not believe, I do not, again, I will predict, I do not believe that the producers and the companies will allow for this, the streaming residuals based on popularity of show and making all that data uh, available. But uh, the article goes through sort of a, the ideas that we've talked about forever. Like one streaming is a lousy business. It's mm -hmm. just not a very good business. I disagree with that. It's just not the business that we all thought it was going to be. In other words, it it goes back to something we've talked about many times on this show is that streaming is a fine business, but it, you have to right size your expectations about exactly. The kind and of that's business what that, that and that's what's going on right now. You're, that's you're right, exactly right. It's right sizing it right, and so all of this means that pay is going to equalize right across the board as budgets equalize. Um, and, you know, as I've said many times on this show, be careful, you know, the actors and writers need to be careful what they ask for because they might just get what they want, which is more money, but less productions. 
So you can argue that, well, they were they were already going to face less production. So the good thing that they got more money when they could. Okay, fine. But it does mean that the, you know, the widening of the gap between the those that succeed in Hollywood the versus those that long tail, the long tail just got a lot shorter, put it that way, of people working um, as writers, actors, all the way down the line, right? All the way down to the gaffers, to everything, uh, you know, else in production. Um, we'll see about uh, the Taylor Swift movie, which opens up, but they basically yeah. make the point that um, that even Taylor Swift can't save theaters. Maybe, maybe that's true. I think theaters are actually, I actually am a little more bullish on theaters than they, uh, than they are here, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. And the AI stuff, I think is just silly. I, the, the, you know, I think the, the, the AI stuff is not, is all fear. Everybody's running from fear right now. And, and there's no reality here to, to really be worried about. And I think not, I think the biggest one is the number five that they talk about. I mean, yeah. the, what are the two most watched platforms on the planet? And that's TikTok what I was going to YouTube. Yep. That's, that's what I was going to close with. That's what yeah, exactly sorry, what I, I was totally going to close stole with. Your thunder. It's okay. It's all right. It's it's, it's usual, right? So, <laughs> go ahead. Basically, no, no, no. no that's okay. it. That's Robert, it. What's it, number five? The five is that the kids are on YouTube and TikTok, um, and that ah, you know, basically, the, that. that's where people really consume their content these days. <laughs> and if we've just lost our ability to, and and not our ability, but lost our desire to sit through longer form, uh, sort of video content, um, I think. We haven't uh, as a as an audience as a broad population, but I do think it is an absolute trend that is you know we talked about it last week with the Ringling Brothers Circus and all those sorts of things. It's just changing the nature of the way that content is created and consumed. So all of those things together, really, they need to be thinking very very strategically about what they're doing here, and I don't think they are. I mean, I think the companies are. I think net the Netflixes, the Amazons, the Apples, the NBCs, the Discoveries, the Warner Brothers, the you know all. I think they're thinking very long term here, Disney. Um, but I think the the sort of the the unions around the actors and the writers are not. They're thinking short term, and I think it's I think it's going to come back and bite them a bit. So hopefully they'll they'll read something like this and start to think a little more long term about what the health of the entertainment business looks like. Yeah, it's. I I think we're going to be seeing a very different industry in a few years. Hundred percent agree with yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's very challenging. That's why if you, it's funny if you wanted to go out and become a big famous actor today, I think you would be better off building your own audience instead of going and 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 because because the odds of getting a big payday like the odds of being a Tom Cruise are so remote more remote than they've ever been before up oh, you're on mute i can tell you for a fact that uh actors that i know here in hollywood one of the first things that one of the precursors to your audition for a new tv show or a new film is how many followers do you have on social yeah. media how, how big is your audience like publishing a book yep yeah 100 percent We'll publish your book if you can market it for us. Exactly. We'll publish your movie. You could be in our movie if you. You could be in our movie us. if you have an audience. Yeah. Oh, where did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, I love that article. Thank yeah. you for the what do you take. Got? I got yep. two quick, two quick commentaries. Uh, the first one is uh, Pam and I went to see the movie Dumb Money yesterday. Ah, yes. 
And um, dumb for those of you that don't know, Dumb Money, uh, which was adapted from a book by Ben Mesrick, who wrote Social Network. The mm. book was called Anti-Social Network. The movie is called Dumb Money. But it's about the whole GameStop debacle where the price of GameStop went through the roof. <laughs> and it was uh, the big hedge funds shorting the stock versus all the retail Wall Street bets investors. And it's a really, I think they, they stay pretty true. And I think pretty realistic to what happened in the story. Cause I, it's funny watching a movie and I lived through that. I remember every day sure. where GameStop was up 25% GameStop was 50%. And then all the people that own the stock then couldn't, they, they couldn't buy any more of it because of the whole Citadel Robin hood thing, but I don't want to yep. get into the details. So anyways, I would recommend the movie. I give it like a seven out of 10. I think it's a very solid movie. A lot of good stars in it. A lot of fun people. Um, the problem, and this is something my wife pointed out, I said, what did you think of the movie? And she says, I would have a hard time recommending it to regular people. Like if I wanted my mom or my dad or something to understand what a short squeeze is and how it happens and how the odds are not in favor of a retail investor. Because from an educational sure. standpoint, it's really interesting. The problem is the soundtrack. Now I loved I loved the beat of the soundtrack. I loved the type of music. It was very heavy hip hop. I love hip hop. I got into the whole thing. Uh, there's some Beastie Boys in there too. Some really good stuff. So from that standpoint, I loved it. But the profanity in the soundtrack and part of the movie was really hard hitting. Like it's a PG movie through and through, except oh, for the soundtrack. And it's an R. It should be. I don't know what it was. It should be an R because there was so much. Uh, so many obscenities used because of the music in it. And I guess I, I, they, I didn't understand why they had to do that to exclude so many more people from seeing it without diluting That's the movie at all. And I didn't get that until I left. And I said, yeah, like I would have recommended my parents or some of my friends to go see it. Except I know if you're, if, if you're really conscious of, of language, you would get turned off right away and you'd walk out. It was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's fascinating. That's a, that's a fascinating. Isn't that take. something? Yeah. And really I get it. They were trying to make it, you know, even the post edgier. Yeah. Edgier. The, if you, and I'll br bring this up, see if I can uh, show the, the way that it looked, but the, the cover is, you know, it's, it's money making the middle finger. Yeah. Which I get the whole thing. It's retail against the hedge funds, but right. <clears throat> excuse me. Completely unnecessary to really go that much further. I think it dilutes the message. Yeah, 100%. Um, and the other thing, hat tip out to our friend, uh, Jackie Chacarellis, for posting on, I didn't see this, you knew it, I didn't know it, Eddie Bauer changes their logo. <laughs> yeah. Changes their logo. Because the kids uh, can't read, yeah, yeah kids exactly, can't read cursive. Kids, yeah. I'll put this up so, so we can see it, because the kids can't read cursive anymore. So there they are. <laughs> they changed their logo. And I oh, have I have no commentary on this, Robert. Well, I, I have, so here's a fascinating I, <laughs> thing. Here's the fascinating thing. I used to so I'm a left-handed, and when I was in grade school, elementary school, I would get so I had an old teacher, like a really old teacher, who would literally smack my uh, hand with a ruler when I wrote with my left hand because she was trying to make me right-handed. Oh my goodness! And um, and ultimately that didn't work. Um, but I had another teacher in elementary school, like, you know, so that if that was third grade, my fourth and fifth grade English teacher, of course, 
you remember this, we had to learn cursive. You had to write cursive. I real as a left-hander, I and left-handers will all over the world are are giving me you know, giving me high fives right now because you know this. You pull when you when you write with your you you do this right with your hand. You pull your your letters. So it's writing in cursive is hard. It's much harder. And so, and writing neatly in cursive is really, really difficult. So I printed everything and I used to have English teachers yell at me about writing in cursive and how that was going to be the way that I did my letters and it was going to be the way that I did everything. And then I would have to sign my name and then I would have to write things out. And cursive was so important to learn. And of course, all of that is not true, right? None of it is true. Like I never, once I graduated college, I never once used cursive ever again. And that's the fascinating thing to me is that we just don't use it anymore at all. I'm sad. Yeah. Well, you're okay. sad about cursive. You're sad about cursive or you're sad that I, I like the Eddie Bauer logo the way it was. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the way they're doing now, but I get it. I mean, honestly, it's not like it's, you're not stretching. I mean, you who can't read the Eddie Bauer logo cursive? You think the kids apparently. Thing? They did a focus group. Yeah, I I think it's fascinating. I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, if you ask if you ask anybody under the age of twenty five, I'm mean, probably older than this, but I, I would say if you asked anybody to to, to under the age of twenty five, draw a cursive G or a cursive capital Q or a capital Z in in not capital Z a small case Z in cursive, they be they would have zero idea how to do that. Yeah, well, I, I got the Z's covered. Well, of course, yeah, you, I, I, you, you, yeah, I, you had I, to, you had to, cursive, you had to learn that there. But yeah, you're yeah. right. I could, I could see that there are a few letters that are, yeah. But maybe, maybe we should go back to Latin. Maybe that would be that would be there. You that go. Would be, that would be helpful. But anyways, all yeah, right. So thanks to Jackie yeah, for nice, yeah, for absolutely promoting that little bit of knowledge that we yeah. either believe that's good for society or or not. What do you got this week? What are you doing? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, we're you going to the oh. game? Oh, hey, I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> we're going. We're going to the Browns 49ers game on Sunday. There's no Arsenal game, so that's all we have. All right, and I don't know how long I'm going to stay at the game. And for those of you that don't know this, so this is Thursday evening. We're recording this. Yeah, and as of right now. We have PJ Walker starting. And yeah. that's all you really have to say against the best team, arguably the best team in the league, five and oh. Yeah. Had a very decent week last week. Yeah, they did. I'm not I'm not sure. So what what uh, what do you have going on this week? Uh, I'm well, I'm gonna rest this weekend because it's been a I, I was not tra- I was traveling this week actually to a, to a conference. Um and so I'm back. Uh, so I'm going to do a little resting this week. I'm supposed to have really spectacular weather here. So maybe take a hike or something like that. Then Monday night, I have my next game. Um, and, uh, but other than that, it's, you know, we're, we're fourth quarter is finally turning around a little bit. We got a little more client work to deal with. And so that's all good. And, you know, before you some- go on, yeah, we had multiple people say that they love your ebook print deal. So pitch out your book right now oh yes of course there's the book yeah so if you go to koganpage.com you can actually buy the book and get the ebook as a package right and so it's 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 a much better deal than you'll get from from amazon um honestly i didn't know about it right so i i would have been shouting it from the rooftops but i 
you know, yeah, I just didn't know about it. So I, I think that's fantastic. We'll put, I'm so we'll glad that in, the yeah, publisher. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, that's uh, very kind of you. Thank book, you. Yeah. Content marketing strategy. You got yeah. to, and by the way, thank you for the wonderful acknowledgement. That was very nice of you to to say those kind words about me. Well, it's true. So, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, it's fun. Well, it's, I like you, you, your book. I, I mean, like I wanted to do really well because we both, we've been through this. Yeah, together but for I was just on, I would, and this is the I promise we'll get we'll get it we'll get out of here. But I was just on uh, Doug Burdett's uh, marketing book podcast, oh, fantastic you? podcast, and he played me your he played <laughs> me your 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 <laughs> testimonial, which of course was just for you all to know. If you don't listen to that podcast, Joe's testimonial was: Do I really have to do this? I mean, <laughs> God knows I get to talk to him too much as it is, but I mean, God, you know. It was love. I thought Doug lovely. really. Thank yeah, I'm glad that. I came off well. Yeah, He's like, yeah. can you give this? I said, I give you better than a testimonial. Yeah. I give you real life. Yeah, that's I'll give what I give you. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Um, uh, until we see you next week. Well, just remember, everybody, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week on this old marketing. <laughs>